the boys are drumming. Dun, 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 dun. What if this was just snare drums? <laughs> not like cool, big-ass Japanese drums. Just a big... Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> yeah, nothing's more annoying than a snare drum. I know, what if like, uh, our intro is just brushes on a snare drum? <laughs> Maybe we should try that next time. Yeah, that might be nice. The boys are back. We're back, babe. We're back, babe. You've listened to the ad. Uh, you've texted you, your dad. You went to the tux. You went to the tux. You hopefully bought a tux. Yeah, just buy one from those guys. Yeah. Why would you... Let's be honest here. Renting a tux... You're wearing something some thousand other weird guys have worn before. I wonder if everyone is like, I just listened to your fucking ad. <laughs> Why? Please stop talking Why about tuxedos. Why you roll back into the show talking about the tux? This is like one of those weird infomercials where the whole show is just like, and that's not all that's fun about wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, we actually changed the name of We Need to Talk About Steven to We Need to Sell You Green Pans. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be trying to sell you shoes, and then the week after that, it'll be life insurance. <laughs> yeah, we've got all kinds of tricks up our sleeve. We have a new website called thebrowntux.com, and it just hides all your poop stains when you're afraid of getting married. <laughs> Go to thebrowntux.com. Go to the dripping wet front of your tux.com. <laughs> Shart your pants today. Here comes the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good to be back talking about Stephen. I know. Whoever knew that Stephen was Spanish for poop talk for an hour and a half? <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, I, I think it would be really funny if someone actually did care about Stevens and tried to listen to this. I know. Um, before we started recording tonight, Sean and I were talking about normal stuff like who has an easier time going to the bathroom, Tommy Lee Jones or Jack Nicholson. And Sean's wife, Lauren, was just like, why is this all you guys talk about? Yeah, just so you guys know, this is not strictly limited to recording time. This yeah, you is could like literally day. just drop a microphone into our conversation without us knowing, hit play, end it after 90 minutes and publish it. And there would be no yeah. difference. No difference at all. In fact, you might even get better music cues. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Because we watch MTV all day. Yeah, exactly. We're, In we're the very, 90s. We're very hip. Yeah, yeah Lauren uh, didn't lose it because we were necessarily just generally talking about them going to the bathroom but i felt the need to tell mike that i thought tommy lee jones poop would be really hard and black and that's why it took him so long to push it out yeah it's like his bowels are playing a game of eight ball and that's when we heard my wife like drop something in the kitchen and just start screaming Screaming. at us (laughs) yeah anyway so sean's recently divorced (laughs) (laughs) yep Turns out poop talk is not a way to satisfy your lady. No, it's not. Actually, today I had a similar thing on the way home. So there's a really sweet lady at my work, and apparently someone heard her tell another lady today that she took a mean shit earlier. And it, this was very out of character for this woman. So uh-huh. I called my wife to tell her, hey, do you know blah, blah, blah? Apparently she said she took a mean shit earlier, and Lauren was like, why do you always tell me this? Like, yeah. I don't want to fucking hear about some woman at your work <laughs> taking a dump. You're like, this is the first time this woman has humanized herself to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what if you heard the first lady like, oh, I just fucking blew that bathroom up. That'd it was like, like that. eight more years. Eight more years. Yeah, we need to get this brought in, into the presidency itself. <laughs> She's a big pooper. <laughs> Welcome to We Need to Talk, talk about, about Steven, Steven, the encyclopedic uh, chat, chat show. Chat show, um, 
Slugfest. Scat show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are just scat queens. We're such scat queens. <laughs> That's funny. Sometimes it's ejaculate, but most of the yeah. time it's very heavily scat This. <laughs> I wonder if this is the most homoerotic <laughs> cat-filled <laughs> podcast on the internet. Who would have known? There is no, I mean, especially with today's Steven, it's like, there is no hiding how um, gay Sean and I are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, uh, this Steven, I guess we might as well get into him. This is going to be a musical theater episode. Yeah. And today, Steven is someone that I'm, I think Mike and I are probably aware of, but we really didn't know much about. Yeah, I think that we're both not um, just huge into the theater world. No. And I think that we're, we made a plan that we're going to maybe get into it. Yeah, as much as we can. I feel like I'm going to have to hold my nose while I descend into this pool of waste. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's just say them and then so we can start talking about yeah. it. You right? want to do this one? Yeah. Today we are talking about Steve because his name <laughs> is a Steve and he's Steve and Sondheim. And he wrote about jets <laughs> <laughs> and sharks and the sharks. Stephen Sondheim <laughs> is a uh, humongous figure in the musical theater world. Yeah, he is. I feel like we got to do the shout real quick. Okay, Stephen Sondheim. I'm very much a formality queen. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, scat. <laughs> For what little format the show has, I feel like we've we got to give it that. at least the basic tent pole moments. Yeah, we have lost every bit of formality <laughs> from season one. <laughs> we have. Yeah, this is a looser season. Yeah. Well, guys, so Stephen Sondheim is widely regarded as probably the most respected and potentially re- successful musical theater. Yeah, at least guys. at least. Um, mainstream right like i'm sure that there is smaller musical theater and -and up-and-coming people who like probably look at him and a guy like andrew lloyd weber is like they're the blockbuster yeah movie of movies of uh not the video store definitely but like fast and furious i'm like oh you're just making huge crowd pleasing things without much uh depth to it i don't know see that's this is where our ignorance yeah, this is tough. going to show big time. Because the thing with musical theater is that it, there is no depth. And what people who like musical theater seem to like is the less depth, the better. I think they like the music. Yeah. So this is, um, I think, the difference between Andrew Lloyd Webber and Sondheim and why it was very hard for me to get into Sondheim stuff. So Sondheim, he, they do this, um, like, sing-talking yeah. stuff where there's no like numbers really it's not like play the soundtrack here's a song that you like i tried watching into the woods today and i fell asleep during it yeah probably a better call um it was a better call Saul for sure <laughs> um and it just sounds like the exact same song running through the entire thing right it's just um there's nothing distinct about any kind of different section of the movie yeah, it's I think this is why I don't like this stuff because it's like there's it's not really drama and it's yeah. definitely not really comedy. It's just like what's over here? It's a witch's brew. Yeah. Gonna bubble bubble and then like three witches will pop out and be right. like Torian and Charbel. I mean, I think <laughs> that actually the concept for Into the Woods is pretty smart. It like takes all of the it takes Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, hmm. Jack and the Beanstalk 
and like puts them all together. It's like the Avengers of like yeah. grim, grim <laughs> of fa- the Sondheim comic universe. Yeah, of like grim fairy tale kind of thing. Yeah, which I think is a pretty smart idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but the music, there's nothing in there that was like fun or interesting. Like you and I both like Jesus Christ Superstar, but that has like which is an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. But that is like distinct songs. Yeah. Where you can be like, oh, yeah, that's you the can song. Skip around. This song. Yeah, I, I guess here's the thing, guys, because this is basically going to be the extent of Mike and I's knowledge about all this. There seems to be two camps of theater people. One camp loves Stephen Sondheim, and they consider themselves to be like the purest of theater lovers. And then there's the rest of us who just like Andrew Lloyd Webber. And I guess we're supposed to be like uncultured pigs. Yeah, I mean we are. Yeah, and they're <laughs> and, and they're right. But I think yeah. I enjoy rolling in the mud way more than going to a Sondheim. Yeah, show. it's funny. I mean, I asked Amy, my girlfriend, who's a huge musical fan and was like in musicals and stuff, and she had a very hard time picking really between the two because she loves Into the Woods mm-hmm. and she loves uh, Phantom of the Opera. I just think Andrew Lloyd Webber seems like he writes cool pop songs, right? And Stephen Sondheim seems like he writes really lame theater shit that you'd see in high school. Well, it's kind of like operatic stuff where it's just like it sounds the same the entire time. Yeah. Even um, I yesterday or the day before I tried watching West Side Story and it like looks beautiful. It's that like 1960s Technicolor super widescreen super saturated color amazing color amazing sets the dancing is like silly but you have to like you have to suspend your like disbelief for that stuff yeah this is Um, a real transitional but i could i made it 30 minutes and i was just like i don't i i can't uh i hate this i can't like it yeah it's funny because i think that's probably what is the most accessible Sondheim to a normal person. Yeah. If you like musical theater, you probably know the deeper cuts, but for us, like everyone knows what West side story is. Mm -hmm. And I think it really embodies everything the audience needs to know. It's like, here's a a, a play about gangs who are tough. And yet these gangs are doing ballet and singing about being sharks and stuff. Right. Well, and it's, I mean, and that's also pretty rough and that's Romeo and Juliet. Right. So it's like, you get the story the whole time. Um, but that movie is super silly because they, in true 60s musical theater fashion, they, like, have guys in, like, Puerto Rican face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Where it's just... like, why is this, like, he's already Italian, so it's probably not necessary, but why does this guy have, like, brown makeup yeah, slathered they take, like, on his face? Yeah, they brown boot polish and, like, and rub down a guido, and they're like, yeah. now you're a PR. <laughs> and who's the... Um, that woman that Jack Nicholson murdered and threw off a boat. Oh, uh, Natalie Wood. Yeah, is it Natalie Wood? Well, Jack Nicholson didn't throw her off a boat, but um, Christopher Walken slash Robert Wagner. Did. Oh, I thought. Sorry, I'm sorry, Jack Nicholson. We already. We're, <laughs> wait, was Jack Nicholson? That was Roman Polanski. Was at his house. Right? Yeah, okay. Roman Polanski <laughs> fucked a child in Jack Nicholson's house. These are different Hollywood scandals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All of them are pretty hot. super uh, fucking great tabloid fire yeah it's natalie wood but so she also has like a super silly over-the-top like puerto rican accent too yeah and it just makes it hard to watch yeah it's rough it's it 
I think that someone in the theater world would want to punch your lights out if you told them that that movie doesn't hold up and it's boring yeah. and lame. But honestly, that movie doesn't hold up and it's boring and lame. You know who's um, redoing that movie? Wait, let me guess. Hold on. Who would redo West Side Story? Think of a director. <sighs> it's not the fucking La La Land guys, is it? No, no, no. Think of a director who's never, as far as I can remember, has never done a musical. I mean, that's a lot of directors. But he's like a big director. Okay. And he might have been featured on this podcast. Soderbergh. No, Spielberg. Oh, oh, he would do this. Yeah. I was, um, when we were doing the Soderbergh, when I was doing research for that, he was saying like, yeah, it's a shame that Spielberg's never done a musical because he just knows where to put a fucking camera Mm -hmm. and is so good at like blocking and all that stuff. I mean, I'm sure he'll make a beautiful looking movie. Yeah, I don't know if you can overcome the two and a half hours of boring music. (laughs) Yeah, and the total lifted plot line from like the oldest story on earth. Yeah, Um, (sighs) he probably won't have like racist Puerto Rican face in there though, which is good. He'll probably like find some unknown kid who's amazing. It'll be Shia LaBeouf and Alexandra Ocasio Cortez (laughs) (laughs) falling in love. (laughs) Now that I now now I want to see it. Never mind. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't know. Who am I to tell Steven what projects to take? But that one just seems like a total dud to me. Yeah, it's like I wonder if, like, I mean, I, would, I don't think he would do the Book of Mormon movie. No, he wouldn't touch that. But I don't know if there's, like, another one that's... That's more Spielberg-esque? But um, that's, see, that one feels Spielberg-esque. West Side Story? Yeah. I could, I bet he'll do just fine. It's yeah. Steven fucking Spielberg. Yeah. And it's a proven property, right? So right. there are people out there who are going to go fucking see that, mm-hmm. and they're going to love it. Yeah. And those boys will not be named Michael and Sean. No, I don't think so. I'm not seeing that. Have I you, like to vote with my dollar in the box office. Have you ever been to a musical? I've been to many musicals. What have you seen? I've seen Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Andrew Lloyd Webber, right? Yep. I've yeah. seen Cats, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I've seen many unfortunate productions of Grease in my lifetime. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's a rough one. I've seen The Lion King. Yeah. I've seen. Oh, there's at least another two in there. I saw The Lion King. Did you see? Did you see Book of Mormon? No, I wanted to. Yeah. That's the one musical I think on earth you would get me to go to. Yeah, I saw that. The rest, I just don't care. I saw that. I saw Hedwig and the Angry Inch with dexter now is that about a penis yeah okay yeah suspicions confirmed it's about as far as i can remember a one inch penis yeah he's not very happy yeah and then he falls in love with a transgender female to male who has like a huge cock i think wait so it's actually about a guy with a little dick yeah maybe i should it's pretty it good. It sounds incredible. And that, <laughs> that one actually has like amazing music too. This sounds like a perfect thing for us. Yeah, it's great. It's like that a one, musical the music about is an like, angry guy with a little tick. That's the hysterical. music is super fucking rock and roll too. Why is my dick so small? <laughs> yeah, and like Shreddy Krueger <laughs> in the back, like that's, fucking ripping it up on guitar. Wow, that's really fucking funny. Yeah. Wow, okay. I, I saw that in New York and uh, Dexter was Hedwig. You know what's funny about this podcast is it's really easy to convince me on something I've just declared I'm yeah, super hard line about. I'm like, oh, actually, no, that's yeah. pretty fun. 
<laughs> Sean, the past few weeks, he's been he's watched every Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Huge fan. <laughs> Adam, please come be on the show. Yeah. Um, what else have I seen? I saw Les Mis and fucking hated it. That's who a, did that one? I don't know. Um, but I saw that, and that's it's kind of Sondheim-esque, where it's like, it's sing-talking the whole time. Like, I like a little break where there's, like, some, talk, like, normal talking. Yeah. And then you do a number. So there's separation between songs. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, okay, here's time for, like, a new song. And you either like it or you don't, but at least it doesn't, like, drag through the entire thing. I mean, as much as I hate musicals, that's what still makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, you sing, like, you go into a scene and you sing about the scene. Yeah. But then, like, let's break let's and break have some dramatic action and some story happen. And then maybe you move sets and now you're in a different place and you're like, it's time to go fishing. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to fish. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Book of Mormon broke it up. They would like stop and, you know, it'd be like half play, half. Well, it's gotta be because those guys are actually just hysterical writers. Yeah. So they need like some scene work to happen. Right. Um, what else did I see? I've seen Lion King. That was so long ago, though. I can't even remember. I just remember that being a bunch of weird costumes. Yeah, but see, I think that is, like, way more fun when there's, like, a show going on Mm -hmm. and, like, crazy fucking costumes and, like, antelope things running around. Right, and that's also backing into the thing because we already know the story and the songs from something else. Right. And now we're like, oh, I'll go see the live version of the shit I already know. But what's weird about theater is you go in not knowing the song and you just hear someone sing some song you've never heard for an hour and a half. No, but see, that's us. The thing is, people like who love musical theater... This is us. They're singing those fucking songs from when they're five years old. Yeah. And they're like in plays singing those fucking songs singing those songs so they like know them like when i was watching that movie today into the woods amy came down and like picked up and knew the songs and the lyrics and everything like immediately yeah like had no idea where i was in the movie it just seems like like one of these things that yeah like you're like being a gymnast either you started at five or you don't get it you'll never be in that world were you ever in like a musical or anything Oh yeah, but never as a only like as in, like a background talent. Yeah, like in like school plays, tons. Yeah, yeah tons. I went to um, never, but I was never in the theater department. This is all like young, young. Yeah. Where they make you be in the play. I was in a, I went to um, drama camp when I was like eleven, maybe I was twelve. I think it was like, all right, I'm into fucking girls right now. Like, Where what kind of camp can I go to during summer? Girls are straight up drama. And I did it, so. and we did the we did the whiz. Um, <laughs> the whiz, that's so funny. I like I like didn't get one of the lead roles. I was like a crow, and then some other shit. <laughs> but it was one of those things where I was like, if I fucking got one, of, if I got like the scarecrow instead, I might have kept doing it. I feel but like I was just like, all right, I'm shattered. I'm not fucking doing this anymore. <laughs> I feel like the drama um, stuff at school or at camp is where like the kids who don't get picked on sports teams get their revenge yeah. on the cool kids. Where they're like, you won't get picked to be the lead of anything. You'll get right. picked to be the tree. Yeah. Well, and then I, after that, I was like, all right, back to sports camp for me. <laughs> like, yeah. And on the way home on the bus, you're like, why do they need an actor to be a tree? <laughs> this is weird. I feel like they're just vamping. <laughs> yeah. They're filling spots here. Should have just like. Get gotten a ficus or something yeah. like that would have been just as easy. <laughs> just have someone <laughs> back there shaking it. So it's yeah. like it's fucking singing. Exactly. 
yeah, that was like the end of that career. I was like, I only was half interested in it. But, you know, who knows? If I got the fucking Tin Man or something... Oh, yeah. I could have been back in there with all that glory. Yeah, see, I do see the allure of getting your, like, young ego stroked um, in front of your peers. But the funny thing is, like, it's such a small group of other kids who are liking what you're doing. The rest of us are just there because it's a forced assembly. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, anyone in the audience was, like, your parent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, if you did the show, all the parents come. And if you do the show for the school, it's just a bunch of kids playing penis in the back. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I think the thing, like, the fact that it was camp and it wasn't, like, anyone I knew made it doable right like if this was at school yeah the social suicide factor was <laughs> yeah. definitely not there yeah there's it's nothing there. that's a good point yeah it's a really good point i don't th- i mean i am way too shame filled to have done that like around people i know yeah and i guess like i as much as i enjoy performing for like in the podcast universe right that's my material babe yeah and what if um one day we just start filming this <laughs> and we put it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered why podcasters do that. It takes the magic out of it for me. Yeah. Because first of all, I listen to them to podcast in the gym or on the drive to work or like cleaning my house. And I just don't want people knowing that I'm six feet, nine inches tall. It's super weird to look at. Yeah. I'm like staring down at my microphone while I talk into it. I never understood that about when Howard Stern had his TV show too. Cause like or watching, Howard Schultz or Howard Schultz. Had, yeah. Fuck, don't get me started on peanuts. <laughs> um, but it's like the least interesting thing in the world is to see people in headphones talking into microphones in like a, sound dampened tiny room no and i still wonder why are we wearing headphones <laughs> i just like to hear our voices <laughs> it, it lets me know i'm really there mm-hmm. it's the thin veneer of quality control i know that we have so. on this show it lets me know that when i start laughing to lean closer to the microphone <laughs> yeah i feel like that's all it is it's just mic control for us yeah and i like to have mic control by buckling mike into a seatbelt <laughs> that i built onto that couch over there yeah, my hands are tied behind my back. <laughs> Sean has been paddling me every once in a while. I've got very good mic control right now. <laughs> um, what's the last? I feel like we talked somewhat about plays. Maybe it was in the Gloria Stefan episode or something, mm. but I feel like we've hashed over some of this territory. Yeah, I kind of remember. I feel like we talked about The Lion King, but no idea why we would have brought it up before. I know we've gone over Cats many times. Yeah. Because that's the one play like I've ever seen in life. That is um, coming to the Pantages in like a week. See, I actually... Maybe we should go see that. I texted our mutual friend Glenn about this and said, do you want to go see Cats? Mm -hmm. And then he said yes, and then I said, never mind, I don't want to (laughs) go. Because I've already seen it once, even though it was like 12 years ago. But see, there is something... Same with like West Side Story and watching it at home. I'd probably like that movie more if I saw it in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And then I might even like it more if I saw it live. Like there's something about being there where it's like, okay, I'm not watching the stupid fucking movie on my laptop trying to do research for it. <laughs> right. And maybe you're just kind of when you're like forced into it. Well, I think there's a muscle yeah. that needs to be built up too, because I went to a play last week called an inspector calls 
oh, I've seen the billboard for this. Yeah, and it's really good. It's like a whole like anti-capitalist. <laughs> Mike attended like a Marxist. Yeah, for like, sure. Like poetry theater. <laughs> On the way out, they gave you a baklava or a balaclava, <laughs> and you just start fucking smashing po- like post office in boxes. a weird like poorly print- printed pamphlet about like action. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things you can do to like overturn the government. Tough, tough action to action. <laughs> <laughs> John Madden was standing outside the playhouse yeah. like, take this brochure! And he's rubbing down Antifa's yeah. feet. You have foot fungus? <laughs> um, but like, so the first like 15 minutes of it, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm sleepy. Oh fuck, I, I came to a play. I can't deal with this. But then like, after that, I was into it. Yeah. And I think that you need to kind of build up the muscle of like going to a yeah. public space. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, I got real scared. I was like, fuck, this thing's an hour and 45 minutes. No intermission. See, an, an actual dramatic play, sadly, might interest me even less. Unless it was really good, because I guess I have enjoyed yeah. a few of those. But at least musicals, like, sometimes there is an energy in the room. For sure, yeah. And there's, like, sometimes a really good sound system. And if the songs yeah. are okay, then maybe you're kind of feeling it with the crowd. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, half concert. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Um. That being said, I've probably been more entertained now that I think about it with like murder mystery plays in very small theaters that mm-hmm. I've gone to. Yeah, those are fun. That's super fun. Um, but we saw La La Land and I wanted to fucking walk out, but I just didn't like that movie. But then the next week I had like a, we had a free screening to go see Singing in the Rain at Arclight. Yeah. And I saw that and it was like amazing. Yeah. Now Singing in the Rain. That's the same thing. It's like like West Side Story like it's gorgeous the yeah. way it's filmed and those fuckers are like literally doing, singing in the rain <laughs> literally singing in the rain but like the dancing is incredible yeah it's so funny because it's just one of these things that's very obviously from a time before all the entertainment that we have now like theater of course goes back thousands of years oh this horse is piercing <laughs> <laughs> Mike's hoping that the mic itself is picking up a pour he's doing of wine. Well, I heard it in my headphones, and I thought that's what they were for. (laughs) (laughs) Hearing all the fun sound effects of, like, drink pouring and stuff. What the hell was I saying? It was really dumb. Oh, Um, yeah. Something about singing in the rain, maybe? Oh, yeah. It's like the the dancing and the music is something that's like, before we had YouTube and we could just take a dump and look at Reddit, and we were constantly surrounded by entertainment now. So I think back then, like going to the theater must have been such a big deal because there was nothing to fucking yeah. do. No, and remember how much you used to like, well, I like used to like going to the movie theater. Me too. And now it feels like a chore and it's like, yeah, fuck the movie theater. But then when I do go to the movie theater, I'm actually able to like pay attention to the movie and I end up liking the movie more. Oh, definitely. The, now it's actually kind of cool because now I'm like, I will see that in a theater. Yeah. And I don't want to miss it. But that's like once or twice a year. I know. I don't like even that. remember what the last movie I saw in a theater was. Shit, neither do I. I think it was A Quiet Place and I wanted to walk out of that shit too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big movie theater walker outer. Like if I don't like that movie, I'm fucking out I of kinda there. I kind of want to start doing that. It's really liberating. I've yeah. got my money back more times than I can count. No, and it makes me feel even though I've been with her 12 years, it makes me feel so much better about like being with Amy because La La Land, we were like, we walked out or we saw we finished the movie and we were like did you want to leave <laughs> like 20 <laughs> minutes in she's like yeah but like we kind of same with a quiet place we're like fuck should we get out of here 
Yeah, actually, I walked out of Mamma Mia in 2006 or whatever. Oh, here we go I again. Walked right, yeah. <laughs> my, my. Oh, how much I hate thee. <laughs> it was like, I was with my girlfriend at the time, and I just remember, yeah, we made it like 30 minutes in, you know, second yeah. or third musical number, and we looked at each other, and we're just like, let's just like go to the mall and I'm piss out. in the drinking fountain. Like, yeah. this is terrible. I can't remember the last thing I walked out of. Even back then, even in like 2006, going to the movies was fun. I'm not sure when the cutoff was where it started sucking, but or at least yeah. like sucking in the way that you don't go see every movie there that you're interested right. in. Like yeah. now, I will see if I want to see ten movies, I'll see one or two of those in theaters, and the rest yeah. are I'll catch you on Netflix. Babe. I mean, that's the thing though is like I have a projector at home, so I can watch like it's like a hundred inch screen. That's pretty sweet. It feels like a movie theater close to that experience how's your sound system it's not bad i got a sound bar and a subwoofer but it's not like a (laughs) 5.1 woof woof yeah well my dog just woofs the whole time (laughs) that part's annoying and he's subservient to you so he's definitely like a sub (laughs) and then when we try to watch airbud that woofer's just off the chain he's loving that woofing (laughs) dude that's so funny that airbud's a franchise (laughs) i know like the first one made somewhat of sense they're like dogs catch balls what if a dog joined a football team but then he joined a basketball team No, I don't believe that. Wait a minute. Thing. It's the other I way think around. It started basketball. Well, that just makes no fucking sense. Because Airbud Golden Receiver was the sequel. And that's the football one. That one makes sense because a dog could conceivably receive. Play football. Yeah. yeah. It could catch a ball. Yeah. But it ain't shooting free throws. I call my toilet the Golden Receiver. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking at work. About- I call Barack Obama's bed in Moscow the Golden <laughs> Receiver. Mr. President, is that you? <laughs> I was talking at work about golden toilets with somebody the other day, and they were like, they really wanted one. I just feel like you couldn't tell if you're dehydrated or not if you have a golden toilet. That's true. <laughs> it all looks the same. <laughs> I, was in the sh- I was in the shower with Amy a long time ago when she had her hair, she dyed her hair orange. <laughs> and um, there was like all this like orange stuff, like yellow stuff in the shower and she's like oh shit my dye is coming out and i was like no i'm pissing <laughs> <laughs> it ain't your dye lady i'm just urinating on your leg <laughs> basically it's like so what the funny. fuck stop peeing on me <laughs> so your leg is the golden receiver <laughs> <laughs> you just come sniffing around her leg and then you get on all fours and lift your leg and just piss on her ankle <laughs> I've always wanted to be a dog in the shower with you. <laughs> Shake off. <laughs> yeah, shakes just get everywhere and you stink. <laughs> you stink like even, a wet dog. Even after a bath, you smell stinky. <laughs> I smell worse after a bath. <laughs> like, well. oh, great, you got him wet. <laughs> and then you get in the bed and just like dry your face off on the comforter. <laughs> Fuck a pillow. <laughs> rub my wet body all over under her covers and shit. He's like, no, I just washed that today. God damn it. Our dog goes nuts after the shower. Yeah, our like, dog too. She, does she really? Yeah. Lucy goes and turns into like a Tasmanian devil. Yeah, she becomes like part ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Archie's a real hairball, so he goes fucking crazy. Because yeah. like no matter what we do with the towel, that dog ain't dry until he does it himself. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, he's got to rub himself on everything in this fucking condo first. Yeah. I, uh, after she's done with the bath to dry her off, I just put her in the garage with the car running. Get the exhaust blowing on her yeah shut all the doors <laughs> yeah. leave her there for a couple hours i hear that <laughs> subwoofer going 
<laughs> it gets quieter. Yeah. Uh, she's running getting out of dry. batteries. She's getting dry in there. <laughs> she stops when she's driest. <laughs> Who figured out that they could kill themselves like that? And why would that be the choice? I don't know. Like Henry Ford's first assistant. Dude, it stinks. Like car exhaust is disgusting, man. I, I think I'd kill. That's the way I'd kill myself, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it'd be kind of fun. Probably pretty peaceful. Yeah, you run that thing in the garage, take sleeping pills, get wasted, put on Pink Floyd, listen to Comedy Bang Bang, <laughs> <laughs> put on your favorite Yakov Smirnoff cassette yeah. tape, listen to An Inspector Calls <laughs> soundtrack. <Yeah>. Oh God. <laughs> oh, speaking of soundtracks, you know who has surprisingly good music sometimes is um the weird Cirque du Soleil shows. Oh, yeah. No where it's like a, I've seen one of those. Where it's like an egg-shaped blue clown filleting a unicycle rider. Yeah, and I love it, how that sounds. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds great. They have weird fucking what was the one French I saw? music. I saw one of the first ones that was here. Was it Alegria? No. It was in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. It was like a pop-up thing. Remember when they would like set the tents up? That was my first Cirque. And that um, was Alegria. That's that's why I guess. Folks. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was bird themed. I think. Yeah, maybe that was it. I remember it being pretty fucking fun. I remember I went with my uncle. I was like maybe, how old were we? Like eight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like know? really young, yeah. super young. And he like couldn't find parking, and then pulled up to like the valet, and it was like forty bucks or something, and he was like. <laughs> He's like, that's why I'm glad I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Man, it pays to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. <laughs> but I think you like said it to the valet guy too. Like, well, that guy's like, great. Yeah, thank you, sir. He, yeah, don't scratch my jag, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my nephew to some weird French shit. <laughs> Keep telling them you're my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I kidnapped a boy and I took him to Cirque du Soleil show on the beach. And then I dropped him back off at school and never saw him again. Yeah, I don't think I've ever... Oh, no, I did go to another one in Vegas. Took, Which one? Can't remember. I took a lot of ecstasy that night. I got really hammered at a Cirque du Soleil show in Vegas that was like the fire show, Ka, at the MGM. Mm -hmm. That one was fucking awesome. Yeah, I started like clapping like crazy in the middle of it, and like everyone was like, shh. (laughs) There was like no clapping. Hush now. Yeah. Hush now in the fire. But the guy did amazing. He was like lifting up a guy with his foot, and it was just like, (laughs) that was huge. Why can't we clap at this? What, we're not clapping for these people? These no. people are working so hard? Yeah, no clapping. Yeah, call was cool because it was dangerous. There was like fire tricks and like at one point the stage, this is going to be hard to describe, but rotated up so that it was like 100 feet high and then people were like jumping down it and grabbing stuff. Uh-huh. And someone, not at my show obviously, but someone died like Whoa. two years later. One of those performers like missed their mark and like Holy fell 100 shit. feet into the orchestra Jesus. pit. Jesus. Yeah. Which just goes to show you that, like, that's legit. That would never happen at a Sondheim show. Oh, no. I mean, it would happen at that Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Turn off the dark. Oh, we got to talk about that. That was like Dude, what the a fuck? $200 million production. And people Mess. kept, like, swinging into buildings and shit. <laughs> like, yeah. the rigging was all bad. Like, they were doing legit, like web slinging work. Didn't, yeah, like, a lot of people got hurt on that one. And it was a super famous director, too. What was her name? Uh, is it Julie Tamor? I have no idea. Yeah, she's like a huge theater director, and it lost tons of fucking money. Oof. All right. Well, and that was you too. 
Yeah, you two did the Spider-Man music. The music. See, I could have told these people this was a bad idea yeah. from the one sheet that they originally wrote. Yeah wrote up for this be like music by you two uh, questionable it's about spider-man and but it's like a stage musical 200 million dollars uh, 200 million dollars like this shark is not investing in oh, this no. tank cubans out yeah i'm fucking mr wonderful might be in though because he's kind of a dumb shit <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a fucking idiot yeah but uh sean's money would uh, never support this fubu's not in there it's just like a it's a mixture of things that no one wants like spider-man people don't probably really want musicals u2 fans probably don't really want spider-man necessarily and even if they do they probably don't like musical theater like all these things just don't mesh yeah but there is the thing is like you're not thinking in terms of rich people in new york who've already fucking seen everything right and they want to go spend their money on something that costs $200 million. Yeah. Like I guess there's stat- that. It's like a status thing. And it's like, well, that's the shitty, that's why it sucks. And that's why it failed because someone thought like, let's get the biggest band. Yeah. Let's get the best superhero and rent the biggest stage and we'll just figure it out. No, they thought that like, if you throw money at Spider-Man, he wants splat against a fucking wall <laughs> to like, um, they're like, so it, how much does it cost? To build one of these radioactive spiders <laughs> that bites a teen boy. Yeah. And is there a way of having like another spider bite him where he can like sing? I just picture the very first night, like opening night of that, where it's like you two, like, it's a beautiful day. And then some actor web slings <laughs> down a hundred feet and just knocks his head into a wall and dies. <laughs> and it's like Bono catches And then him. all the house lights come on and, and all these like, rich New Yorkers file. <laughs> what the fuck? Was that? This I don't think this is gonna go well. <laughs> you do that thing like you sneak in at intermission and it's empty and there's like a guy hobbling around because his leg hurts because he fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slammed into octo octagon or whatever his name exactly. is. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's the sweetest thing. And some guy <laughs> falls from the catwalk and just dies in front of everyone and they're like, Oh. Oh man. Man, we should have rehearsed this. <laughs> yeah, I think that we should maybe try to bring this back, Sean. <laughs> I'm in. Let's resurrect this. How can we thing. figure out a way to do it? We need to talk about Steven Musical. See, even that to me, honestly, not, joking aside, sounds like a better idea. <laughs> yeah. People would be like, it's a music musical by- all about Stevens. Just fucking go embrace it. Music by Skeeter and the Boss. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gonna measure his hog, hog. <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of dicks come out like... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, already better. Yeah. And then all you got to do for opening night is just invite all the Stevens. Maybe we'll try to um, put together something for our uh, one-year anniversary show. Yeah. Where we do a We Need to Talk About Steven musical. And all the fans can come down. Yeah. Out of curiosity. Come down. Everyone gets a blindfold. They put on headphones and listen to it in a theater. And then the joke is when they get in there, it's the Spider-Man musical <laughs> with the U2 soundtrack. <laughs> and we just pay some poor, like, Pratt falling guy to just come in and fall down a flight of stairs. Chris Pratt fall. <laughs> <laughs> See if he was smart. <coughs> He'd be Pratt falling more. Live up to your name, babe. Hey, Chris, Pratt fall right now. Why don't you Pratt fall for me? Come what on. about Johnny Spit take over there? <laughs> Oh my god. Michael, I think it's about time that we take a little break for yeah, our next sponsor. That makes sense. Let's do it. What a delightful break. 
That was very nice. <laughs> and also, to uh, continue on where we left off, go to Anchor.fm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, guys. Anchor is the one-stop podcast solution. Um, yeah. If you gotta, if you want to talk about barnacles, you want to talk about Anchor.fm. Talk about the sea and the fickle mistress that it is. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking over the break about something that kind of applies to this funny theater shit. Which is that um, I read this book a couple years ago. It's pretty short, but it's um, by Tolstoy. Uh-huh. And it's called What is Art? And he has this really long... Like Tolstoy, the guy that wrote War and Peace mm-hmm. and Anna Karenina. Anna Karenina. Um, <clears throat> he has this really long rant about the time that he went to like a Wagner opera. Mm-hmm. And like just shits all over it. And it's huh. super fucking funny. Why does he shit all over it? Because like it's funny. Like in today's world we look back and we're like oh wagner that's like art that's like mm-hmm. sophisticated stuff yeah but like not necessarily so back then like that he was having the same conversation that we're having about this right or he like went and was like the music started the lights went down and all of these young midgets came out dressed like pieces of vegetables <laughs> or whatever the fuck they're supposed to be because <laughs> like wagner to us is just music but there's like real shows that went on with that uh-huh and people would dress up like fucking dwarves and fairies and like dance around uh-huh. and like tolstoy just wasn't having did it did he did he Va- thought it was like the lamest shit did wagner do the ring trilogy too um where the girl comes through the tv if you watch the tape right yeah he did that That vhs haunting (laughs) yeah (laughs) ringu (laughs) yeah i think that was him yeah but that's like a four day (laughs) like opera right i think that people were like that yeah that rings a bell i'm not really i'm not really educated on that yeah i don't really know but people would they would do these things where it's like they're trying to do the world record for the longest play. Can we trick people to sit down for three days? It sounds like something he would have done, or at least as told by Tolstoy, it certainly right. sounds like it. Just like, yeah, because his biggest beef with it was that it was just like over the fucking top and yeah. utterly meaningless. Uh-huh. And then he goes on to shit on and like musical conservatories and like mm-hmm. this whole, I actually think it's pretty fucking great. He's like, why are we spending so much energy teaching people to play the fucking piano? Hmm. Like what a useless goddamn skill. <laughs> like these people would be better pounding railroad ties into a fucking railroad. Right. To- so that's like a beef between like my art is better than your art kind of thing. I mean, but he didn't even consider himself an artist. So he kind of like gets around it in a really trollish, awesome way mm-hmm. where he's like, no, I just wrote a book. Like that's not art. I just like wrote something. Yeah. So he's not even like having those pretensions, Uh huh. but he's just like angry that other people are so caught up in the pretensions of other people's crap. Cause he's like, mm-hmm. look, this is all crap. I'm crap. This is crap. And in his day, it's true. Like people would spend, like Chinese gymnasts do today, they'd send their five-year-old off to live for like right. fifteen years to learn to be a ballerina. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What? Yeah, why are you? What break- a fucking waste of time that yeah, you're is." You're just like breaking that little kid's feet. Yeah, it's like these kids are just getting fucked up, and then like the best thing that comes of it is we get to go to a night at a show. Mm-hmm. Like this is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like he's definitely a grumpy asshole <laughs> for sure like for sure yeah but god it's an entertaining oh you read. mean a russian guy who's from born <laughs> yeah. in 1820 you're is telling grumpy? me this russian man is humorless <laughs> i'm having a hard time believing this next you're gonna tell me that israelis are gruff <laughs> or that the irish are hammered <laughs> falling asleep in the street <laughs> oh and all three of these people hate women too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but it is um 
Oh man, there's almost just nothing better than listening to someone shit on something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and he's not wrong. And I think like it's that's sure, I, but I think I mean I think he is wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's a pretty weak um, position to take that everything we're all doing is bullshit. It's like someone who says like I'm a centrist, like yeah. I think it's a that, nothing like, position. It's a nothing position. And then you're kind of setting yourself up to be like, no one can argue against me. Cause you're, I think it's like a, it's like a useless yeah. kind of argument. Where well, it's, it's like, like, why are you, why are you bringing this up? Right. If you don't <laughs> care, then what are you yeah. like? You obviously care guy. Yeah. You're pretty concerned. You wrote a whole book about this. Like yeah. something about this is, I mean, I still want to read it, but it's like, it's good. Well, it, it makes sense more in the context of his time. And I'm definitely like, no, and making much to do of it. Sure. But I mean, I know I get it, but it's also, um, Wagner and he's like out of the romantic period so it's like also highly nationalistic shit which is yeah people are like I'm sure at a time in the in the world where they're like if they are artists and creative people like Tolstoy even if he wants to like say he's not they fucking hate like nationalistic fascistic type of stuff too oh yeah totally I think um, the most salient part of that whole thing for me is that, like, at his time, people, it wasn't like you and I learning to play the guitar. It's like people dedicated their child's life to, like, right. you're going to learn to play the harp, and that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and it's also part of a rich person's game, too, right? So it's like yeah. you can only do it if you're rich. I think that's the real criticism. It's like yeah. he was this dude who it's loved. It's a jack-off sesh for rich people. He loved peasants. So yeah. he loved, like, men who went out and rooted around in the dirt and came home with a potato. Right, like, because him, that has, like, value. Like, that, has, that has inherent value. That man spent it. his time well. Yeah. Whereas, like, someone who's learning to pirouette wet for mm-hmm. 15 years and his mind right. is like guys yeah and also I mean, it's a time of scarcity so like there's totally. something to be said there yeah it's like you opulent pieces of shit <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly like how dare you talk shit about these peasants and yeah. then you spend your time learning these frivolous things right and i mean this guy's putting food on the table it's like um i'm a huge fan of the arts even if i me too don't Let's like be clear. them like sondheim and shit like that and I would way rather my kid be a piano player who makes a living doing oh, yeah. that than like a potato rooter. Yeah. Or like <laughs> oil field, field butt fucker. Oh, yeah. like, well, because we've come to the point now where we can automate away a lot of those things. And like, there's a lot of beauty in art and there's a lot to be said there. Like, it's the truth is, as with all things, it's somewhere in between like yeah, the two and extremes. You, I mean, I think it's also. Um, a Tolstoy cop out for, for me to just be like, well, look, it's all like enjoyable and has its like, <laughs> it has its value. Yeah. Cause I, there's nothing more than I, I hate than someone who's like, everything is good. Cause then what's your opinion on fucking anything, you know? Yeah. You got to take a stand somewhere. Yeah. I don't agree with Tolstoy, but I am very intrigued and I enjoy that kind of like, that kind of grouchiness. Well, he's also like that one of your period. favorite authors too, right? So it's oh, like, I love him. Well, that's yeah. the thing is for me, it's like if it was some bum saying this, then like shut up, grandpa. No, well, that's the thing too. You know, it's like just reading Lonesome Dove, and I was like watching an interview with Larry McMurtry, and it's like, 
God, this guy would suck to have a conversation with. He's just an really? old, like, kind of asshole, like, <laughs> laconic cowboy who, like, seems like he's right. being mean. He's being funny, but it's like, he's just you dick. are so dry that, like, you would piss me off if I didn't, like, think your book was a masterpiece. Yeah. So if someone else was talking to me like that, I'd be like, fuck this guy. Watch your guff, partner. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to brine my carrot in your arsehole. <laughs> not, not careful, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to fucking blow that baked bean right back up your pecker hole. <laughs> I love that this is traveling to the next week. <laughs> Giving you kidney beans. <laughs> Delivering it straight to your kidney, partner. <laughs> I'm knocking down that door. That rusty door. If you want that kidney being broken up, you're going to have to let me in that backside. <laughs> Go to town with my dick hammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snapping to my slim jim. Partner. Well, I, it's... It is because it's him. It's like... I respect that guy a lot and I don't agree with all of it, but I agree with the general sentiment that like, just because you're calling it art doesn't make it art. Right. And it's always or easy art. to fucking, um, go after the super rich people who are not doing anything for society, except like forcing their kids to become really good dancers. Totally. Like they are an easy target. Yeah. You should be fucking picked on. Yeah, and it it makes again more sense in this in the social structure that he lived in in that government a hundred well now like two hundred almost years ago, where very different from where we are today. But it's like you know there's just a class of people who didn't work or do anything, but they controlled everything and yeah. spent all their time learning to fucking like play the fiddle. Yeah, and then like they only got to eat and live because like other people were actually doing real things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I get that. In today's world, I guess you would almost just translate it differently into being like, um, why are all these fucking lazy actors just doing Marvel movies or something like that? Like, right, this is yeah. not an art film. This is a comic book. Or like, why like why are all these kids like um, getting out of high school and then going into fucking like finance or something like that? <laughs> yeah, something roughly adjacent to that. Like, so you're getting these kids to work like 80 hours a week as an intern doing like nothing. Charles Schwab or something. And you're just Schwab in the deck. Yeah. You're just a deck Schwaber. You're not really doing much. Are you? Yeah. How about you guys start a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Contribute like Mike and I, AKA the boys. We take down the man every week. <laughs> as long as that man is named Stephen. Yeah. As long, or Stefani or you <laughs> yeah. know, sometimes it's Stephane a woman. Or... Yeah. We'll take down anyone really. Yeah. We'll go down on any Stephen and that crosses our way. We have basically went down on every, um, <laughs> every person we go down on, on this show yeah. is a rich person. We're going down on you. Careful, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> You're coming on me. You're coming I'm, for <laughs> us. Like I'm going to get down on on my knees scoot on over to you i'll go down on you steve you better hope we don't profile praise and piss upon you i'm gonna suck you down a peg bro yeah. i'm gonna suck a baked bean out of your ass and if you're not careful i'll suck a big old white bean out of your dick that's not comfortable i will give you kidney beans <laughs> yeah it's always around this time in the podcast that the real fun begins <laughs> Um, we've tapped out on Sondheim. Yeah, Sondheim. Yeah, like let's uh, 
it's always fun. Like this is the the point of the podcast. Is like this becomes the backbone we fall to when the baked bean dickhole talk <laughs> sort of like runs its course. When my when my uh, we have a safe place to retreat, and that's the Steven. Yeah, this is the the bean dip section of the show. <laughs> yes. Um, beans, okay, no, but going beans. back to musicals, are what like um, do you like any musical movies that you can think of? Oh sure, I'm sure there is. Let me think. I mean, like what about um. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You know what? I'm not buying this shit, and I never really? have. Yeah, no. I'm calling it. You don't like this, like the songs in it? Any of them? No, I don't care for this movie. Call it out. I, I like. Yeah. <laughs> Play that theme song. <laughs> yeah. Start the clock. Start the clock. It's time for a rant. <laughs> um, I don't hate Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but mm. I also it's one of those things that I've always scratched my head over. Why it's like grease to me. I'm like, why is everyone like this but me? Maybe something's huh. broken in me, uh, but I hate Grease. I just don't care about Charlie and the Chocolate Yeah, Factory. I mean, I don't think I would, um, probably for the rest of my life, until I have kids or something, would sit through Charlie and the Chocolate Factory again. Yeah. But I think that it has some pretty good songs in it. I'll, I'll give it this. I really like Gene Wilder, mm-hmm. and I like... Um, Charlie Bucket. <laughs> yeah, I like Charlie. I just go through all the characters. I like Charlie yeah, I like Bucket. Grandpa I like Joe. Grandpa. I like uh, like Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. I like, um, chubby Chocolate Mouth. <laughs> like. To me, it's just too whimsical mm-hmm. and silly. And um, I have di- very distinct memories of like rainy days when they wouldn't let us out on the playground. They'd stick us in a watch classroom that. and we'd watch Charlie. It happened over and over. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've seen that movie a thousand times and I just am like, I get it. He got a ticket. He went to a factory and the guy's crazy and the girl ate the wrong thing. And like, <laughs> well, like it's just kind of, I want it's you maybe to start fun. writing movie reviews where you just, where you, you're exasperated just going over like the, the plot, plot of the movie. The plot, boy. Or it's like everything could be bad. Like, uh, yeah. I get it. They landed on the beaches at Normandy. They stabbed a Jewish guy in the heart. I get um, it. This guy wants his mommy because his intestines are in the sand. <laughs> I get it. They I got... get it. There's a robot. It's a little red light. It talks yeah. to people. And then there's a yeah. guy and then a, a moon baby. Yeah. <laughs> All these minorities are transported on cattle cars to their death. Call me when this movie picks up. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's like just a, this guy hates all movies. <laughs> yeah, it's a sled. We get it. <laughs> it's a sled. Oh, Polar Express. Tom Hanks is good. Some guy wants my ticket. Where are we going? The North Pole. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I love you. Put Polar Express up there with. <laughs> Citizen Schindler's Kane. list and Citizen Kane <laughs> in fucking 2001. I mean, it makes perfect sense for this critic right, because he has sure. no like yeah. he doesn't I get, get it. it. It's a dog. He receives footballs. It's a pun. I get it. Hey, yeah, another one of these quote unquote best movies ever made. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the DVD sales are through the roof. Yes, oh, okay. Roof, roof, through the roof. <laughs> roof, roof. I get it. It's a dog pun. <laughs> when can I get up from this theater seat? And you've never seen um, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-mm. Although cool. my mother loves to That's sing. A great. My mother's That's a great a, movie. 
Moms Great are, musical. Can I do a mom talk real quick? Yeah, do it. Moms are so funny. <laughs> They're so lovable and sweet, but they do the weirdest shit. They have you as a baby, and yeah. then they first raise they you, have you, and then they, they take care of you. You go to first grade, they and then they take up you for you when you're grade. in trouble, and they, and then keep they pack you your safe, lunch, and take then you to the doctor. They comb the lice nits out of your hair. Spend a million dollars raising and ushering you into the world. They give you money for a house. <laughs> <laughs> my mom thinks i've seen little shop of horrors and every she, time you see her yeah uh, almost and she will sing songs from that to me as though it's something that we enjoyed in the past together, <laughs> together. and like remember like feed me <laughs> <laughs> and just like what are you talking about and she will never remember that i don't know what the fuck that is you should see that i think you'd like that movie if you ask my mom i i already you love, love it, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite movie I bet I would like it. Yeah. And um It's good. Rick Moranis is an American Canadian dream. He really is. The other thing I wanted to say on Mom Talk was I'm curious if if your mom does shit like this, but my mom everywhere we go together, she feels the need to share our entire life story with any waiter. Oh my god. Or no, like person we're next that. to. Like we went to lunch last week. And I just met, I was like on my break from work and I just like met her near my work and mm-hmm. we just had lunch and the waiter came over and was like, Hey, like, do you guys want drinks? And she's like, no, I'm with my son. He's on break from work. He works in that building right there. He works on this show and I'm retired. And so I drove down oh, here to no. like hang out with him and we don't get a lot of time together, but today's the day we're going to be together. So I think we both like water. And also I bet we both like wine because we both like to drink wine. And it just went on and on. And I was like, mom, this guy is like in hell right now. <laughs> and it's all so sweet. Yeah. But my mom, yeah, my mom's always been good about it. She will never like. Yeah. A good never... parent knows that they're embarrassing to be around. Yeah. And they just, I'm, I, I don't know. You can't promise, but I really hope that I remember how embarrassing. I mean, my dad will definitely do. um, Like we will have a inside joke or something we were talking about and then say it to the waiter. Like they know the fucking context of what we were just talking about. I don't know. It's exactly stuff like that. It's like blue jeans, right? <laughs> it's like, what? He's like, what? I just got here. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys like, talking it about? It kind of seems like you're talking shit about my pants right now. It always comes off like slightly offensive when my dad does it. <laughs> yeah. Like a little I, aggressive. <laughs> this is so weird because I know exactly what you're talking about. And my mom doesn't do that at all. Cause my mom's just sweet. She's just nice and overshares with strangers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not knocking her. But I think her husband does shit like that. Where, yeah, the guy will come over, no context at mm. all. And he'll be like, why don't you eat the fucking bread? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? what? <laughs> Excuse me, yeah, sir? this guy wants the bread. <laughs> yeah. I bet this guy wants the bread right here, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they're looking at everyone like, I'm, ju- I'm yeah. like continuing yeah. the joke. Yeah, and the guy's like only keeping his mouth shut because it's his job. <laughs> <laughs> He's like super, because you're right, it, for some reason it just comes off as like mean. Rude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mean like and super rude. mean. And you're like, you haven't met him. He's joking. I know you don't um, believe me, but like. So I was at a family dinner a long time ago, um, maybe 15 years ago or something. And there God, was like, we're fucking old. <laughs> there was like 10 of us, same uncle who said he was rich. And in walks an actor. Um, I think his name is Lee Turgeson. He played Beecher on Oz. Oh, and whoa. all of us were like, "Oh shit, it's Beecher!" It's like, like I think I butt fucked by yeah. Schillinger. So we were kind of talking like that. 
And then Beecher walks by, and my the same uncle's like, "You better watch out, or Beecher will fuck you up." <laughs> right? Is that actor's walking oh. by, and it's like the whole table erupts in laughter. Oh, it just humiliates this guy. Poor Beecher. But then your uncle is like more successful than him. He's like, "Go fuck yourself, Beecher." <laughs> He's like allowed to do it. Yeah. Oh, and that same uncle, one time in Hawaii. This guy's a hell of a guy. Yeah, one time in Hawaii. Um, everyone's at the dinner table and the waiter hasn't been around for like a long time. And he just starts going hungry, hungry, (laughs) like shouting to the guy. This is what money will do to you. Yeah. It makes (laughs) you a fucking animal. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. This is hungry, hungry, (laughs) hungry here. Yeah. That's rough, man. (laughs) That's like real. Oof. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm hungry. Hungry. Yeah. Like not like you just remove all c- civility from I it. I know. Not and even then there's like, no Excuse context. me, we'd like a menu <laughs> no. or like we're ready to order. Just like hungry. <laughs> hungry. Like, <laughs> 20 yards away across like a resort in Hawaii. <laughs> like you should be so relaxed at this moment. <laughs> hungry. Hungry. But see, the thing is, though, he's totally relaxed screaming this. He's well, not, that's the thing. He's is, not mad. He thinks yeah. he's being fucking hilarious. Yeah, these like, people don't see... Well, I think that the beautiful thing about um, you and I that definitely doesn't come through in this podcast at all is they're actually like hypersensitive yeah. and very polite and aware people. Yeah. And again, trust us listeners. No, but This is what we totally hear from us true. in the privacy of our own home. Yeah. But out on the street... We are so... We are boys. Oh, uh, we are so vigilant about stuff like that. I'm so polite. Yeah. I'm it like makes me, painfully polite. It like makes me have to poop when <laughs> stuff like that happens. Like oh, shit my britches. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to piss out a fucking string of beans or something. Oh. First is going to be a fava bean. Because I'm doing everyone a fava, <laughs> but then being a, so polite. Then just a full-on string bean. <laughs> <laughs> just one long green string bean just pissing right out my dick. <laughs> All of them linked together. Like <laughs> link sausages. after link of, of, of green beans and string beans. Um, however, I bet you if we're out of place and in the right mood and a few drinks in us, yeah. we would say hungry at like a couple decibels too loud where sure. we think it's hilarious. I think definitely as the years pass on and we grow into older men, um, yeah, that stuff for some reason just... Here's the thing about old people, I guess, Mike, is that I always look at them and I'm like, man, I'm never going to fucking do... I'm never going to be like that. But then, like, I don't think you can help it. Yeah. I think your brain turns into a mushy peach. Well, I'm starting to also have a problem where, like... I feel like my hearing is going a little bit. It's either that or I'm just not listening to what? anybody. <laughs> my dad's favorite joke. Yeah, too, I was going to say, there's an example um, right there. We're getting all Where I can't, like, well, I'll be doing that joke, like, hungry. Like, but I'm like, he can't hear me. Yeah, and he totally And hears. he can totally hear me. That's a good point. Or yeah. I don't really know the volume of my own voice anymore. Yeah. Because I'm kind of deaf, like, inside my head. Like, my <laughs> ears are fine, but, like... Forget the... Yeah, it's like, the ears, it, it's not even... It's the space between my ears. That's the problem. <laughs> it's my brain. <laughs> no, you're right. That's the stuff that gets scary. Yeah. It's like, um... Like, we'll all be, like... Where we went to, um... Probably the biggest mistake of a birthday was when I went to that arcade bar downtown do you remember that yeah i remember that and i was doing that and this is a long time ago so my hearing should have been fine but we were like standing behind a guy at a one of these like arcade games and i'm like 
I mean, come on, man. Is this guy just going to keep fucking playing all night? And I'm right behind him. And he was like, like, what the fuck? That's what he said. He was like, I'm sorry, man. Do you want to play? And he was like nice and would have let me do it. I'm like, oh, Oh, fuck. I am such a a piece of shit. I'm the biggest dickhead in the Western Hemisphere. And not even now I am, but like I am when I opened my fucking mouth, not even that you heard me. Like, why was I even complaining about anything? Well, it's disgusting. Probably because you were drinking. Because I'm drinking and because he was actually playing a long time, but it's like everything seems way longer. <laughs> yeah, everything's longer and your voice is quieter. And you like, don't, you don't I was like, it's my birthday. I do whatever I, I want. I deserve to play this paintball game. <laughs> yeah. This guy's this guy's not a person to me. <laughs> He's just an obstacle between me and the game. <laughs> I should have just been like, hungry. Yeah. Hungry, hungry, to hungry play. for that game. Hungry, hungry to play. for that game. Hungry to play. Hungry to play. Hungry to play. He's like, sir, are you? Do you want to play the yeah. game? You're like, no, oh, good. I'm a guy okay. with Tourette's wants to play a game right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, perfect. Perfect. At least he's not swearing. At least he's just saying he's hungry. <laughs> he ain't swearing, Jim. Partner, he's not swearing, partner. Yeah, um, it's one of the things that terrifies me most about getting old is like the lack of social awareness you seem to get. Because there is not one older person I know above. Uh, let's call it sixty-six. Up till then, I think that's why they make people retire at sixty-five. Yeah, because that is literally like they figured out the drop-dead date where in your brain you might be fine. But you're not yeah. good to be. We got to take this guy off cu- customer service. Yeah, calls, like, like out, right? away from yeah. the customer interaction, like way in the back somewhere. Maybe you can noodle with the numbers or something. Mm-hmm. But like, you just lose it. And even if you're a nice older person, like maybe you talk to people too long. You lose the ability to lose a cue of like, hey, this twenty year old's really bored with all the dumb shit I'm telling them. No, and there's just like a non give a fuckitude that goes on where you're just like, I'm gonna talk your ear off. I've been and uh, I've hey, been t- I've been shoveling shit my whole life there, partner. Like, yeah. It's time for you, you little young buck, to shovel my shit. Shovel my shit. And I'm also going to talk down just about everything under the sun. <laughs> you might know so much more about this app, but not right now. <laughs> yeah, and in my day, yeah, there was no apps. There was apples. Like, <laughs> that God, was just damn. about it. I realized that, Grandpa. I don't want to hear another story about fucking apples. <laughs> yeah. get, get out of my face, Granny Smith. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so funny. I love them. Old people are, are interesting because you can learn so much from them if you're willing to sit through that goddamn garbage. Mm-hmm. But, man, the price is high. Yeah. It is boring as all goddamn get out. It's good, those goddamn boomers. Even I remember my beloved grandfather, who I was never super close to, but he was always really nice to me. Like, I remember being like 14 and trying to get him to tell me about World War II. But all of his stories were like about the the not combat <laughs> it was all r&r yeah it was like all the funny things that happened yeah but he's like well yeah we were at d-day and and the battle of the bulge but like the best thing that ever happened over there was one time hinkley <laughs> he let the meat go bad and then we all accidentally ate it and everyone was farting you know the craziest <laughs> part of d-day was all that sea glass you would find on the beach yeah. Like, Grandpa, I can't tell my friends about this. Like, this is, like, super fucking boring I actually, stuff. I made a necklace, like, out of people's ears. No, these beautiful seashells I found on <laughs> yeah. All of me and the boys, we made, there was a whole weekend, I remember. We were just making necklaces and earrings and all kinds of found object jewelry. It was really fun. And then we got on Etsy. I'm just like, <laughs> Gampy, didn't you, did you ever shoot anyone? <laughs> like, I want to hear about the murder you did. <laughs> That's what I'm interested yeah, in. Yeah, I saw some terrifying photos in my, uh grandpa's album from world war ii it's like him and drag in a berlin cabaret <laughs> like, <laughs> ah war's hell boy it's like i was your grandma and your grandpa <laughs> yeah 
War as hell. You wouldn't believe the audiences we had in Berlin in those days. You wouldn't believe the dresses that I had to wear. (laughs) Those things made me look fat. (laughs) And they were scratchy. Wool. Wool was in style back then. I once put on a sequins dress inside out and (laughs) chafed me nipples. This would be a really great um, skit. Yeah, this is a great vaudeville skit. Yeah, like your grandpa's war stories are more horrifying than you ever bargained for. Maybe that's even the logline, like, a boy asks his grandfather about the Great War and gets more than he ever bargained for. Yeah, there were no women in Berlin in those days, so we would shave our legs and dress up. Some of us would take money for this private champagne yeah, room performances. Our 20th century version of our cowboy tales. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Have you ever had a Sherman tank run up your ass? <laughs> there was a man on our crew called Sherman. <laughs> <coughs> and boy, was he running up asses. Have you ever been torpedo? <laughs> torpedo fucked. <laughs> torpedo. <by laughs> torpedo. There used to be a thing we'd call torpedo. It's when you would dip your feet in the pool and <laughs> <laughs> shove them up your buddy's heart. Have <laughs> <laughs> <If> you ever <laughs> jiggled a pair of nuts with your torpedoes? <laughs> oh, I was playing footsie with a tank gunner. And I got my little toes up under his nard sack and just started paddling away. <laughs> <His nards. laughs> that one really tickled Mike for some reason. His little old Everyone just becomes Irish. <laughs> yes. We were in Europe at the time. It was different. My grandfather did have a story about um, Patton, oh, yeah. who we've discussed once, I think, on this show. A, a young man gave me a nice Patton on the head. Yeah. <laughs> Says, this guy was patting my arse the whole time, telling me to do a good job. Turns out at the end of it, it was George C. Scott. <laughs> He just wanted to touch my ass. He wasn't even in the army. <laughs> oh, we called this young boy prostitute General Patton because he'd always be patting me bum. I mean, now that I've opened it, I guess I might as well briefly go over it. Yeah, it's actually over. not that great of a story, but apparently, so my grandfather was a tank um, captain. He had his tank, and then he was in a, obviously a bigger group of tanks, but he was like the commander of this one tank. And the tank would go all over the place, and like they usually were like escorting infantry around and stuff and at some point they were assigned to this big infantry group of like black soldiers and Patton for whatever reason wanted these guys to like march a really long way Mm -hmm. and so all the tank guys were like why don't you guys just like get on the tank yeah yeah. like don't you there's no room in the tank but just like sit on the tank Mm -hmm. and then obviously all that extra weight like slows the tanks down and so at some point they're like cruising at a very slow speed (laughs) through like France or whatever and then like Patton's whole regiment rolls through and got like really pissed off hmm. so he's like these guys are supposed to be fucking marching like these tanks are supposed to be like 20 miles ahead of you like what the fuck is this donkey <laughs> dick business going on and then he like made all these assholes get off the tanks oh, man. and then like made the tanks go away and made all these black guys like walk through the fucking mud Patton, what a dude. yeah and my grandpa was like he was a fucking dick yeah i'm sure yeah so that was kind of cool yeah fuck Patton. good for your grandpa yeah that's actually kind of cool Maybe I get some street cred, guys? What do you think? No. <laughs> no? All right, all right. Well, we'll revisit this in a future episode. <laughs> guys, vote online. Do I get street cred for this? I'll vote for you. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say I would have done the same, just on a purely scheduled basis. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, man, the boss said we got to be out of here, guys. Like, No, Sean would have let uh, the black guys drive the tank, and Sean would have walked. Yeah, I would have put on like a woman's outfit and tried to <laughs> desert the army. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> 
Yeah. I would marry one of those black guys. We would get the fuck out of France and like yeah, totally. go live happily ever after. And be like, Thomas, you and me need to leave this yeah, war behind. we're out of here. Yeah. I don't care which one of us is the woman. I'm hoping it's you because I, otherwise I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then the Torpedo were born. <laughs> yeah. And let's go to the Torpedo Cafe in Berlin. <laughs> anyway, Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. American legend. He is an American legend. And that's why I like him more than ALW because... Andrew Lloyd Webber is British. That's true. He's a British legend, and those are just piss. Yeah, I don't get those fuckers. Oh, don't get those. Is there a difference between British theater people and American people? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is just like now we're just going over my Google search yeah. terms. <laughs> <laughs> is there a difference? <laughs> like, do you think they I would kept like? Typing, I wanted this page translated to English. English. <laughs> It'd be really funny to just open up a web search history. And it's like, would they like me in England? Are British people and American people different? Like, <laughs> just like a really long. That's the Donald Trump fucking Google. Thing. Oh, for sure it is. Yeah. This fucking idiot. <laughs> no. Oh. oh wait. So you were gonna ask, what's the difference? Is there a difference between American theater and yeah, and British theater? See, I feel like Andrew Lloyd Webber would not be able to do Cats and all that shit in England. Not unless it was they successful have, here first. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't think they would have the patience for that silly shit. Like, what is this feline catastrophe? <laughs> <laughs> what are these cats doing? <laughs> Why are they singing the rubbing? I feel like British people like cats more than dogs, though. I think they like cats more than Americans like cats. They're like cold weather animals. Yeah, and there's something very British about a cat, too. Like, it's yeah. very... Um, Standoffish. Stiff upper lip, like... Yeah. Yeah, I, it's very... Yeah, it's hard to put your finger on, but I just get that vibe. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Dogs are Americans. Where they're, like, sloppy and friendly uh-huh. and, like, dumb as dirt. <laughs> I mean, definitely, like, your uh, <clears throat> English, like sheep herders and those guys love a good dog. Yeah, because those guys are closer to being American than, like, your posh Brit. Yeah. Posh. British people think that dogs are like work animals. It belongs on the farm. They're not companions. <laughs> we're doing a terrible I job. know. Holy shit. Man. We just lost all of our British listeners. I think we're usually good at English accents, but I know. Like, What's right happened? now we're not we're not nailing it. Um I did go see a play in London. We went to the Globe Theater with my whole family and we went and saw um it was like a kind of modern rendition of Hamlet, and mm-hmm. we were out of there. And like, With like Jamie Foxx? You had to stand up the whole time. Uh, yeah, I'm fucking out. No seats. Not happening. It was fucking tough. How much do you think we like Shakespeare, guys? I like, know. Jesus, this is a reach. Everyone was in like... Um, you know, like suits with no ties, like unbuttoned white shirts. And it was like, oh my God. And they were like expensive tickets because it was like the famous Globe It's Theater. the Globe. Yeah. Yeah. I think we like... This sounds like a waking nightmare. Yeah, we walked all of us... Awful. Wa- and it's, I think, if, if I can remember correctly, I'm pretty sure it's open air. It's raining, of course. And it was like... We're getting the fuck out of here. People were wa- watching us on our way. They knew we were Americans. And They're like, like uncultured twats. <laughs> I'm like, we're correct in this, guys. Uncultured twiddly bums. Can you hand me the wine, sir? Please, only if you make that horse piss noise into oh. the microphone again. <laughs> Coming up, partner. Well, maybe this is a this is a great opportunity for us to. 
First of all, hear that noise. Guys, five dollars no. a Chuck E. <laughs> five dollars a Chuck E. Cheese to the first listener who can guess what's making that noise. I know. Go do, uh, leave your Christ. leave your comments in the iTunes store. <laughs> Hashtag horse dick. Um, this is a good opportunity on this episode for us to maybe get into the bard himself. Okay. Because I feel like I probably, and you probably, have way more to say about the work of the great William Shakespeare than yeah. the great William or Stephen Stalltime. Um, okay. So I've seen 20 Minutes of Hamlet in London. I'm trying to think if I've... I don't think I've seen any complete Shakespeare things, though. Well, bless you. I don't think I have either, thankfully. When I was in college for like a writing program, it was like a theater class, and I might have seen like an act or something like that, but there was no way they were doing the whole thing. Um, you know what I think, though? Because I've taken like lit criticism classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I do not fucking understand why they teach Shakespeare in those. Me it neither. is not a reading medium. I don't get this. It's no. a play. It's a play. It is not meant to be read. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's meant to be seen. Totally fucking agree. I don't fucking get it. It's like taking like why like you're gonna read a screenplay in a like novel writing class? I don't get it. Yeah, it's not literature, it's stage direction and dialogue. Yeah. And that shit is nearly impossible to read but it makes way more sense when you're hearing someone say it forsooth especially forsooth ears like <laughs> modern ears you're gonna your the your ear is gonna pick it up better than like your eyes will reading it off a page like you need intonation and like yeah. inflection and you need acting to go along with it absolutely i hate reading scripts of all kinds and like even in, in classes yeah. like that in the past where we've read um Oh, what's that fucking death of a salesman? Like Arthur Miller plays and stuff like that, where they're like, this needs to be taught in your literature class. And I'm like, why? Yeah. This is boring. This is a play. Like, yeah, this I don't is get like it. not. Yeah. And, and no, and he's a good writer too, but like, those are, you know, like, I, I respect his shit because it's like really theme heavy and like you can get something out of it. Yeah. But still, you're supposed to see it. He didn't write yeah. that as a book. Yeah, it just doesn't pop off the page. Yeah, like someone gave me a book of like Woody Allen screenplays, and it's like, misread. Am I gonna fucking read this? <laughs> misread. I'm gonna on the sit guest. there and read this in bed. Yeah, you know I can watch the movie and if I, I was w- interested at all and in you know Woody what? Allen. Woody would rather have you watch the movie. Yeah, Woody's not doing it to be read, and neither no. was Shakespeare. Yeah, I find that shit to be just obnoxious. I'm not taking anything away from William Shakespeare himself because that would just be ignorant but god having been made to read so much of that shit what a fucking this goes back to tolstoy like why are we making people Mm -hmm. read this crap and like yeah now you can say i've read the taming of the shrew so what yeah so what what? i learned from that that i don't like it yeah (laughs) (laughs) like no and there's plenty of other like excuse me it's like there are authors over the past hundred years that wrote fiction that you can read in a lit class in a lit class and gain just as much like yeah insight into reading and literary criticism or whatever 
Yeah, I think if you want to get into Shakespeare as a writer, maybe what they should be giving people is like a critical thought book on right. his on his writing because like the guy invented words and stuff, and yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously a very important figure in the writing world, but not necessarily to be read. No. Like a writer in the way that like the Coen brothers are good writers. Yeah. And those people back then, they're not fucking, they're illiterate. (laughs) Oh yeah. They're not reading that shit. No one was reading this shit. There was no printing press. (laughs) Like those people are going to see a play. I've always wanted to make. It's um, like, you know what I always wanted to read is uh, Wagner's (laughs) Ring Trilogy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Ringu where the girl comes out of (laughs) the TV. I just want to read notes. Yeah. Just give me some of that. <coughs> it's so true, though. It's like everyone back then was a fucking idiot. And it goes back to the one of the very first things we talked about, which is just like this was like um, popular entertainment for the day. Yeah, it was TV. And he's amazing at writing that. So like mm-hmm. you'd be just as well served going and reading a Michael Mann Miami Vice script. Yeah, and also so much of his stuff was uh, Bible stuff. Too. <laughs> like, yes, he was adapting scripture for his time. And for now all of us are adapting Shakespeare, which is really just an adaptation of Bible <laughs> shit. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and it goes to show how influential the guy was that we're going to him instead of straight to the source. Yeah. But also God himself, the best part about all that, like I've always wanted to make a movie where it's accurate in the middle ages or like cowboy times. Like mm-hmm. no one ever addresses that everyone's face was smeared with poop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like everyone was just fucking disgusting and like, dirty. Like, when you get shot or something, it is the most miserable experience of your life. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't just get like patched up. And it's ne- no bullet is ever like, oh, it went through. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, good. I better just put my hand on it. Yeah. yeah. But all this like historical drama, like shake like Shakespeare in love, it's like everyone's this like erudite like Yeah cheeky I want to shoot character it's like everyone was smeared with shit show no one could what, read in one of those movies please for the love of god just show me what your turlet looked like yeah because the turlet was the street and everyone <laughs> yeah. was just walking through the turlet all everyone, day long I feel like in all of those movies everyone every scene they should have a cough like they're just yeah. sick oh, the yeah. whole time a cough and like everyone has three teeth yeah, and, like, and like a bad eye and like some pustule on their face like yeah and gin blossoms yeah. and a limp and like every single person back then was just beat to goddamn hell and back in the haircuts that these people must have had were oh like atrocious God, the bad hair everyone had either cornrows or their hair was just chopped the fuck <laughs> up which one would you want to be i'd probably want half and half Actually, I want cornrows in the front, chopped up in the back. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good stuff. Who would you be in the year 1550? Like, you could choose all the world. Who um, who would you be? And not necessarily who do you want to be, but, like, who do you think you would be? Hmm. I don't know. I'd probably have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like an urban podcaster. I'd probably be like a court jester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good choice. And maybe like Portugal or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a Portuguese court jester. <laughs> yeah, one of the more esoteric kingdoms, fiefdoms. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. I, think I don't think I'd want to live during that time. Oh, I definitely would. Seems want like it. a fucking nightmare. I think if I had to live there, I probably would have been like a guy who uh, just runs a sheep farm. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, I want to be as far away from everyone as possible. Yeah. Let me fuck on my sheeps and like, <laughs> <laughs> let me just go fucking all shaft in on this sheep. <laughs> yeah. 
balls slapping that wall. <laughs> <laughs> me nuts is cold. <laughs> Let me wrap it in your fur, baby. Oh, sweet sheepums. <laughs> sweet little sheepums. Well, I feel like we should maybe uh, measure some hog. Yeah, let's measure yeah. that guy's What are you talking about, honey? This way his balls are round. You can stroke his ding-dong in front of all of us. Come on, pull out that hog of yours. I want to see it anyways. I want to know what my daughter's been stroking. Mom, stop it. Well, that's the bard of our generation. <laughs> the immortal Sandman. <laughs> the immortal Adam Sandman Sandler. You know what we didn't talk about on the Sandman episode is that he calls himself the Sandman. What? It's so, I fucking love it. He's like... That's fucking funny. When he funny. tells a story like about himself, he's like, yeah, Spade's always like, what's up, Sandman? What are you doing? <laughs> but I doubt that Spade calls him the Sandman. It's he just, probably inserted it in yeah. I think Man, I'm I, coming around to yeah, this guy. I just like... I want a fucking nickname like that, but you can only have like a cool nickname when you're on like SNL and worth four hundred million dollars. That's true. My favorite nickname for you is Horty Spice. Yeah, that's a good one. I like Coke Snorkin, Coke Snorton, Mike Horton. <laughs> <laughs> that one applied very heavily for a while. <laughs> yeah. Not so much anymore. I'm nah. happy to say. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. He's back, baby. He's back and scary. He's ready to perform. <laughs> <laughs> what do we call you? We like Shondalisa Rice. Shondalisa Rice, Shawnee C turned into Shawnee Soy, and then that turned into soy sauce for a while. I like Chantel Williams. Chantel Williams <laughs> is really good. Um, uh, maybe, is that it? There's, got, no, there's a there's lot more, one. but I'm for some reason they're not coming to me. Yeah. Shondalisa Rice is the most clever. Shawnee Cahill, the taker of the gay pill. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't know about this one. <laughs> What? Oh, that's what we've been calling you behind your back. People aren't saying that, are they? <laughs> come on, Sandman. Come on. Come on. Horty. <laughs> no. Baby, tell me it's not true. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so we're going to measure Sondheim's dick, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to preface it with this. Never have I been less interested in a dick. Yeah, and uh, once again, I think last week... Man, maybe I did take that gay pill. I didn't even... (laughs) That's fucked up. I didn't even... um, I haven't thought about his dick at all. I haven't thought about his dick at all either, and I think maybe that means he has an uninspiring dick. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, this goes back to a lot of people we've talked about, or my new theory, which is, if you're too busy... That dick don't matter anymore. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, you've got guys who are too busy to have a big or a small dick. Yeah, I think that it reverts to the mean at a certain point where it's just like... Yeah. It's a dick in waiting. Yeah, it's... I'm That hog ain't getting erect at anything. Like, Interesting. It is tucked away behind extra small briefs. Well, it's almost like... He's writing musicals. It's almost like a literal hog. Like, if the farmer's fattening it up for the kill... It's going to get huge. It's going to get big. It's going to be if a blue, the farmers rib, neglect, blue ribbon If hog. the farmer's not ever going to use it, it's going to starve and become a skinny pig and die. But if the farmer's fine and he he's busy as a, farming. And he just wants it as a pet. He just wants it as a pet. And the, and the hog is getting like its regular meals, but it's not necessarily the focus of the farmer's attention. Yeah. It's just going to be a normal hog, just yeah. a normal pig on the farm. He's too busy like feeding the horses that he's trading and stuff like that. These... Uh, yeah, this a, hog just lounges around the house, snorts up that coke. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't do much at all. Pulls truffles out of bride's dresses and like hangs out. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Sorry, Sondheim. We didn't really think about your dick. Yeah. Sondheim, but, you, you... But good for you, bro, buddy, I mean, because yeah. 
God, you don't want to be on the bad end of me and Sean. <laughs> hog, yeah. hog measuring. If you can get on the show as a Steven and then have us pay such little attention to your hog, yeah. just chalk it up as a W. <laughs> That's a big win That's for you, buddy. That's a big win for you, buddy, because some of these Stevens get really like examined and turned over. Yeah, we pull that skin back and get a good look at it. You know it. how women always talk about like having a pap smear is just the worst. <laughs> like you get up there in the stirrups and someone just takes a fucking like microscope to your shit. That's what Mike and I do to most Stevens. Yeah, we are the pap smear masters. And this guy basically just walked in the doctor's office and we said, "Um, <clears throat> you're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't feel like looking at this. <laughs> you're fine. No big deal. You're in the wrong office, sir. Just sign out on your way out. Yeah, just uh, dip your dick in ink and put it on there like a thumbprint, and yeah. <laughs> we're good. Did give us a, a dickhead print on the way out, and maybe we'll look at that. And I just... always wanted to do that. That's what I'd be doing in the 1500s. Is um, you know, when people would like send an important letter to a king, and it'd be like sealed with wax, and they'd have like a stamp, like a steel, uh, a stamp seal that they'd like yeah. stick on it. Yeah, yeah. Mine, I always wanted just to be the underside <laughs> of the head of my dick. <laughs> Like, it's like oh. this weird, like, flying V. Hortent like, Helm has come. It Hortent Helm. <laughs> just, like, looks like a, like, maybe that was intentionally a knight helmet. And they're yeah. like, oh, no, it's just the underside of my dick. <laughs> oh, no, look at my dick. There's a bunch of red wax that's they're burned like, onto oh, it. Good Lord. Hortent the masochist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dipping his dick in hot wax to send a message across the plains to his thief. It's the second time I've brought up his thiefdom. Fight. <laughs> is it fiefdom or fiefdom? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is it pap schmear or pap schmear? Well, I think if, it, if it's... Oh, <laughs> the bagel mind. broker. Yeah, I was going to say. Western bagel has a pap schmear you can pick up, and it's like you can get uh, salmon schmear, <laughs> yeah. vegetable schmear. Onion schmear is pretty good. Yeah, why is my doctor always eating lox with my pap schmear? <laughs> Hello. Mm, like his fingers off. Oh, caper. <laughs> I think um, let's give the audience a little bit of comedy tip here. I think one of the best comedy tips you can give somebody is um, pap schmear is humor. doctor. Like doctor humor is really funny. Yeah, it's great. Especially as you get older and have more interaction. Like you probably go for checkups more regularly <laughs> and you realize like if this doctor was to have the impropriety to come into my physical eating a lox and bagel, like, this would horrify me. <laughs> like, it's actually so gnarly. Man, what was that? There was like a show. I saw my dentist eating McDonald's. Something, yeah, like something like that, but like where the therapist was like eating in the middle of the like. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like the person's pouring their heart out and you hear like a chip crunching. Like, I'll don't mind me. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, no, I'm not eating. Not eating. It's just a snack. This is not my lunch. Chips crunching. Yeah. Oh, that New York cheddar, it's delicious. <laughs> well, no, no, I had something to say there. Hold on, that, that led me somewhere. New York cheddar, therapist eating. Yeah, we're going back more. I think it was more about the doctor. Ah, you know, I'm not going to bore the audience. It's lost to time, babe. Do you think that doctors really blow in their gloves before they put them on? Like, blow what in their gloves? They, like, just shoot a little puff of air in there to like oh. slip their hands in yeah wouldn't you i don't know it seems like a tv thing they're like Phew. yeah i've never saw that i guess i don't watch like doctor shows but i watch them all let me bring this up because this seems very <laughs> pertinent and important to everyone have you noticed that 
TV shows basically through time cover mostly three professions exclusively doctors, lawyers, and cops. And cops. When are we going to do What about the rest of us? When are we going to do a crossover and a do- it's a doctor cop? Well, that sounds it's just plain fascinating. Or it's a cop who's like kind of internal affairs for doctors where he checks out like malpractice stuff. That's good. That hasn't been a show yet. Hold on. What about this? And this, his wife's a lawyer. Oh, even better. Because so she the does, doctor can't she, be a woman. She pursues the, the other end of it, like once he figures it out. Yeah. Well, this could, this could plug into the front half of that. What about a cop who's a failed med school student, but he only dropped out because of something like traumatic in his family, <laughs> but he was a genius med school student forced into being a detective. And then... He is Doc Cop. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Detective. <laughs> Doc Detective. Copter. <laughs> copter. Yeah, that's really good. Is there a copter in the house? <laughs> yes. He comes out shooting guns. <laughs> yeah. There's been a crime and a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> this man's heart attacked him. <laughs> <laughs> this man's heart. I'm just going to have to shoot that heart. <laughs> yeah. He puts the heart in cuffs. <laughs> What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. This we got to sum this fool up. <sighs> you know, there was a moment there where I thought we would uh, measure Shakespeare's hog, but the immortal bard is immune from our um, yeah. purview until we get... They shouldn't be teaching about his hog size in school anymore. No, guys, get over it. He had so much more to offer than the size of his dick. Yeah, he was in love. michael just looked up at me with the most sincere puppy dog eyes when he said that like you know shakespeare in love (laughs) (laughs) he was once in love leave him alone and in the spirit of the immortal bard i think we'll now enter the sum theme do we want to make sondheim sum sondheim Some themes, they're always uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah, they don't make me feel too good. <laughs> no. It's supposed to be an orgasmic moment, but really it just feels like uh, walking under your parents having sex. Yeah, and it sounds like Copter needs to be called because that woman is... Let's just get it out of the way. Going through an you ordeal. ever catch your parents having sex? No. Yeah, thankfully, me neither. I've heard um, one of my friend's parents having sex. They were like... We were at a beach house, and they're fucking upstairs. <laughs> and it was like my friend whose parents it was, and me and another friend, and we were downstairs, and me and the other friend were like, <laughs> and he was so like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> like he was so. So what? My parents love each other. <laughs> it was so sad. You could He's hear like, the like. You could just hear like. A, no, you just hear like a little squeak. There's no like human noises. It was just like bed squeaking. Which is like somehow even worse, you know? Yeah, because then your parents are just like Protestants or something. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like not even. It was fun. so like, oh man, we were like fucking brutal. giggling at this fool. Like. <laughs> That's so brutal. It sucks. <laughs> it's so gr- It's so funny. Like he like walks over to the stereo and turns it on, and it's accidentally Barry White. <laughs> like. But it just starts like squeaking harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Make you so <laughs> I love 
love you, missus. <laughs> yeah. Mother. <laughs> we were it's at Mike Jeremy Pence's house. <laughs> yeah, the Pence household. Oh, mother, I'm going to come. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're here to sum up Stephen Sondheim, the poor son of a bitch. <laughs> I I gotta tell you, like once in a while, Stephen comes along, which just does not tickle me fancy. He doesn't one do bit. it for you. Even like the Stevens, like Steve Zahn and Steve Polychronopoulos, you know these really tough Stevens. Mm-hmm. We've had um, much more time on them. Stephen Sondheim, I'm not interested at all in going yeah. any more into him. Yeah, so I'm not um, interested in specifically going into Sondheim. But kind of like we were saying, I do think I do want to like broaden my uh, my arts viewing to the theater. Hmm. But I think it's because of everything Tolstoy hated about it, which is like, God, this makes me feel like such a fucking refined, (laughs) like rich, fancy asshole to like enjoy the theater. Yeah. To like wear a sport coat go you're not like you're seeing like real people do like a real thing yeah um that's always like tickled my fancy but i've never had like the money to do it yeah or anything like that and i feel like if i ever get into a point in my life where like i have a ton of money i would go do that i would also get like season tickets to see fucking classical music at hollywood bowl you know just to like kind of have them and have the option to go do it yeah, I'm not gonna go see twelve a year, but it's like I want to know that I can whenever I want. Sure. Um, I don't know. I like the occasional musical. I don't think I've liked anything I've seen of Sondheim's yet, though. Mm-mm. And I just don't want to like. <clears throat> I don't want to force myself into anything, especially not Sondheim's little fucking bean picker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. There, there is like a a place for the like musical and the theater in my heart, but I just like, sure. I need like an Avenue into it and I don't really know what it is. Maybe it's Avenue Q. It might be. Avenue. I did see Avenue Q thoughts. I saw it off Broadway. Um, it felt really fucking dated and it makes me Mm. think too. book of Mormon. That thing's going to feel dated as fuck in a few years. Yeah. Oh man. It was like that thing came out perfect time for it. They had the writer from Avenue Q come on and do the music. Hmm. And it's just like, that's not going to last. I get why West Side Story lasts, even though I don't like it, you know? Yeah. But stuff like Book of Mormon, that's going to be old hat. Like, well, he, okay, you're he, doing AIDS jokes. Yeah, here's the thing. You, you, know? you bring up a great point, and I will get. I will do this point before I do my own sum and, and sum really hard all over Steven. Um, I think the problem with comedy is it really never ages. Even the best comedy almost always expires within 50 years. Yeah. And see, that's the thing about stuff like Sondheim. While we don't get it, his, uh, the musicals that he does and the ones that last, they have universal stories in there. Yep. Um, so even though it's West Side Story, you can update that to be now. Because all he did was update that story from fucking from Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. So that shit lasts forever, right? Like, yes. Well, he was um, smart people, to do that. People from different classes, casts, families falling in love with each other. It's like and when the cast, of, like, when, when the cast of Cats had sex with the cast of, of Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> yeah, of dogs. And that's the movie Cats and Dogs. Um, yeah, so it's like 
Book of Mormon, I don't know what the overarching. There's not. Story. Book of Mormon is is a moment in time where we all decided to bully Mormons. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, in that framework, it makes sense. But like, do you think in seventy years people will feel as passionate about that humor? Like, no way, no, no way, it won't hold up. Not gonna happen. But yeah, you're right. Like, I, like I, Phantom of the Opera, like that works. You fucking get it. Yeah, we all know. You get the basic story. Guy has a stupid face. He falls. <laughs> <laughs> He's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, dickhead critic, definitely. Like that's the yeah. review. Like, good, we get it. He's ugly. He plays an organ. Like, yeah. bored. But that stuff has a uh, lasting power. It does. It's got staying power. And, and even that's the th- smart thing. Like I was saying about Into the Woods. Like, you take stories that have been known for 500 years. Everyone grows up with at least one of those stories. So you know it like forever. You don't need to know the music. You can be introduced to it because yeah. you know who Little Red Riding Hood is. Yeah. Like, and then it's there. And there's like these like morals that stick with people through time because of that stuff. So sometimes seems like maybe a guy who's decided to pick out. He's maybe like the literary one of the bunch. Yeah. Or also even more just like, you know, that's the archetype thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Archetype. It's like the Joseph Campbell kind of idea or something. Yeah, and archetype is a word now that's become really commonplace, but I think people forget that what it means originally is that like someone identified that all these different cultures across the world had the same stories and the same legends, even though we're pretty sure that these cultures never interacted with one another. Right. And still, all these cultures have like a Jesus slash Luke Skywalker style story Mm -hmm. or a uh, whatever, you know, whatever. Make up one of the big ones. There's there's a ton of them. And that's what an archetype means. It's like it's weird because all these stories appeal across humanity, Mm -hmm. even though they don't all necessarily come from the same story. Everyone knows what a fucking cat is. Everyone knows the cats. But not everyone knows what a Mormon is. No, and not only that, but they won't find Mormonism necessarily funny. Right, that's like a purely like American yeah. or like Western kind of ideal thing. Yeah, and especially Westerners uh, at our time period moving towards secularism, lampooning the most obvious low-hanging fruit right. of the religion tree. Yeah. Like, it works right now, but I doubt in 70 years we're going to be like watching the Book of Mormon revival. Yeah, and especially because like, at the end of it, it's like, oh, Mormonism took these people out of Africa and now they're missionaries also. Like, it's kind of a gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> like, are you like patting these assholes on the back at the yeah. end of this thing? Totally. But then like what you said with West Side Story, it's like you can always update like guy from group A falls in love with girl from group B and there's trouble. Yeah. And that's the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oldest time. So my sum for Sondheim is like, uh, great job adapting stories that have been successful <laughs> long before you got to them. Your music bores the shit out of me. I hate the theater. Um, I'll give him that, uh, you know, because I'm so ignorant of this world, like far be it for me to really shit on it. I'm making fun of it because this is a comedy podcast, <laughs> but in real life, um, I know nothing of the man's work. I, I do <laughs> we not, did no research. Yeah, I have. And not, also, I like looked 
at the product and not the person. Yeah, <laughs> I've looked all, at the know. product briefly, not the person, and I've definitely imbued my own prejudices against what, <laughs> I, what I find to be entertaining and what I find to be shit. Um, and so for my sum, I just want to remind everyone that I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but for me, like That's for, shit bores you. Like for me, personally, <laughs> as in like for, for me's, I don't like it. <laughs> And that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, this guy can fuck Uh-oh, off. Sean's wearing PR face. <laughs> oh, no. no become a jack. Right, wait, a shark. I think a shark. Okay. Well, guys, <laughs> I encourage you to go check out Steven Sondheim for yourself and yeah. blow yourself to tears. Um, West Side Story's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Sweeney Todd's on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, and the rest of this is on who the fuck cares dot stream. So... <laughs> Uh, go get and it. Of if course, barnacle.fm. Yeah, barnacle.fm, anchor.com, <laughs> and shipport.gov. And black tux. Yeah. Dot xxx. Tuxedo.xxx.ukraine.tv. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, if you want to be more, more cultured than the boys, please go examine this, Stephen. Go to the theater. Support um, the local arts. Yeah. Exactly. I just have a strong feeling that the people who listen to the show are not the they Stephen do not like fans. Stuff. Yeah. So, guys, thanks for agreeing with us. Yeah. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, share, rate us in the iTunes Tell store. Tell your friends. Yeah, we do love all the you. stuff that makes us popular and successful. Keep the boys rolling in dough from the sponsors. And until next time, <laughs> don't stop. Be Steven. Steven. Steven.